Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I am your host, Natalie Barron, and I am thrilled you are here with me this week. We are almost closing out 2021. I have no idea how that's even possible. I mean, first of all, what is time anyway? It just all seems to be blending together. I think 2020 and 2021 was just all this one long year. But the reality is we are. We're closing out 2021. And I am thrilled. I have my youngest daughter, Bailey, home from college. She brought eight. Yes, you heard me right. Eight of her college friends with her. (laughs) They've been with us since last Thursday, and they will be with us until next Wednesday, um, the day that the show releases. And I think by then I am going to be absolutely exhausted because these kids don't sleep. I'm a night owl, but holy smokes, they are up till two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, They're all great kids, and it's been a lot of fun, but it has been exhausting. And I know we all kind of feel that way about our year. It's It's been good in so many ways. It's been difficult in so many ways. And so many of us are in business and we're already planning for 2022. End of year is getting ready to close out and 2022 is almost here. Everyone's making plans, creating budgets, creating sales objectives, creating personal objectives and... I am here to put the pause on all of that because before we start planning 2022, it's so important for all of us to drop a pin and really acknowledge where we are. I am sure that you have so much success that you have achieved this year and you might not even realize it. And this entire episode is all about celebrating you and celebrating the success that you've had in 2021. So let's back up a little bit and talk about celebration in general. Um, As I mentioned, you're probably already in the planning process for 2022. And I want to address why is it that we often don't take pause to stop and acknowledge ourselves for everything that we've done and everything that we are. You know, in my coaching practice, in my individual coaching practice, in my group coaching practice with Lori Tab, I coach so many women and I also coach teams. And when we talk about this idea of celebration, and I ask for a raise of hands or I do a poll in a group coaching call and I ask how many people really stop to acknowledge and celebrate their success. It's pretty shocking at how many people don't. 
And so I want you to think about when's the last time you stopped to celebrate your own success? And what did you do? Who did you celebrate with? And what did you celebrate? I'm guessing, based on the research, uh, of course, it's not in-depth research, but the research that I've done with the groups that I've been coaching is that you probably might have celebrated your top, mm, I'm guessing, two to three successes for the year. And you were probably inspired by somebody else or nudged by somebody else to actually slow down and celebrate that success. So what I find a lot when I'm coaching women is it's often their spouse or a friend or a colleague that says, hey, you just landed that great deal. You just landed that big client. You just got that promotion. We need to go celebrate you. It's not often that I find especially with women, that we take the time to really honor and celebrate ourselves. Why is that? Why is that? And when we take a look back, what I've come up with and what my husband has come up with, who, as I mentioned on the show before, is a therapist, is that we are really socialized to continue to move forward. We're socialized to have all these goals and you know, if you think back to, I know this happened to me when when I graduated high school, the first question was, well, where are you going to college? There really wasn't a long period of time where it was, wow, let's celebrate your success. It was, what's next? And then after college, it was, what are you going to do next? Do you think you're going to go to grad school? What job are you going to get? And then once you get the job, it's, when are you getting married? <laughs> to get married, it's, or when you're getting engaged, then it's when are you getting married? And then when are you having kids? And there's so much social pressure, so much social pressure for all of us to continue to be achieving. And so much of our society, we don't celebrate who we are. We don't celebrate the growth that we have internally. We don't always take the time to do that. And oftentimes, that is the thing that can lead to such long-term happiness, fulfillment, um, just this deep, deep deep-rooted pleasure for life. And we're not taking the proper time and conscious effort to make sure that we're celebrating. So we are going to change that behavior. That's why you're listening to this podcast because you are going to be owning your successes in 2021. I really want you to think about that. And I would love it if you would pause the podcast right now and write down two to three of your successes in 2021. And don't make it simply professional successes. I want you to think about what you've gone through personally. What challenges have come up for you? Maybe you've had big milestones in your life during 2021. I know my oldest daughter has a big milestone. She just had her last college class and she's heading into finals and graduating. I'm so excited for her. That is a huge milestone. I also know so many people who, I think it's just the the age and stage of life I'm in, who are dealing with 
um, elderly parents who they're having to put either in assisted living or people who have lost parents or relatives because of COVID. I want you to potentially think about how you define success and what are you celebrating. Even when we have tragic circumstances in our life, those times that really test us and challenge us and push us to the limit, there's also moments in those times where we can celebrate ourselves. We can celebrate our strength. We can honor ourselves. And we can say, wow, that was a really tough time. And you know what? I made it through. I showed resilience. I was a good role model to my kids in a really difficult time where I was maybe laid off and I didn't have work. And I still maintained my positive attitude throughout that time. And so really thinking about what success means and then celebrating it. So I think there, there's a two-pronged approach here of, first of all, re-identifying what success is and then celebrating the journey. And what I want to share with you is why that's so important is after coaching hundreds of people, mostly women, but a lot of, a lot of people over the last few years, what I've noticed is that there is so much burnout in our culture. People are exhausted, they're tired, they are worn out, they're depleted, and their gas tanks are empty. And part of the reason why is because they are constantly climbing mountains of success and they're not always enjoying the downside of the mountain. They're not always enjoying the walk in the meadow between the next Everest. And if you're like most people, what happens is you climb that Everest and instead of pausing to celebrate, the first question you ask is, what's next? What is the next Everest? So raise your hand. If you're listening in the car, if you're on the treadmill, raise your hand if you can relate to this. Because I know this was me for a really long time. I never stopped to pause to really celebrate and acknowledge myself for the goals and the achievements that I had achieved, uh, both personally and professionally. I just kept asking, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I didn't take that conscious time to celebrate. And the other thing that happens is we don't always know where the finish line is. We say, I'll be happy when I get to the finish line, but we're on this never-ending hamster wheel. And we don't really have a clear expectation for ourselves of, how will I define success for myself? What does that look like? So there's the initial work of really clearly defining what does success look like? What does it mean? How will I know when I've gotten there? And then once you get there, celebrating it. And if you're listening to this podcast and all of a sudden that inner critic voice in your head is saying, oh, here's another thing I'm not doing right or I'm not being perfect at, don't worry. You are absolutely not alone. You are not alone at all. This is so common with all of my clients. I see it all the time. So just know that you're not alone. But this is a big opportunity 
to add a lot of fulfillment in your life by acknowledging and supporting yourself through your success. So I want to back up a minute and just talk about the reasons why you probably don't slow down to celebrate. So the first reason is you literally probably don't slow down. You are immediately moving on to the next thing. We live in such a high, fast-paced world that it's just hard to slow down. You're immediately on to the next goal. What's next? So first, number one, you don't slow down. Number two is you set a really high bar for yourself. So even when you do have this ginormous success, what you do is you focus on the small little petty things that didn't go perfectly. And so you don't celebrate yourself because it didn't all go 110%. You might have achieved, I I have a girlfriend that just ran the Ironman. And, you know, I don't know that she did this, but I would imagine if you didn't get, you know, the time that you wanted on your swim or your bike or your run, it would be easy to say, oh, well, you know, that wasn't really great. Well, no, it was. You ran an Ironman. (laughs) You completed an Ironman. So it's really easy to focus in on the small things that didn't go as perfectly as you wanted them to. And then what happens is you kind of blow those out of proportion and you don't celebrate your success. The third reason why you probably don't celebrate is you were raised to believe that celebrating is actually bragging. It's it's being arrogant. And that if you celebrate yourself and if you really honor and acknowledge yourself, that you are not being humble. Um, most women were raised to believe this. And it's why oftentimes we wait for a boss to acknowledge us. We don't advocate for ourselves. Well, if my work, if my success is good enough, it should be acknowledged by somebody else. It's also why oftentimes we wait for a spouse or a partner to, or a friend to say, hey, let's go celebrate that success you had. We often feel if we have to bring it up that we're not being humble, but it also somehow in our minds minimizes the, the meaning of it if we have to say, oh, hey, I did this. I had this great success at work. Let's go celebrate. For whatever reason, it minimizes it for us that someone else should have known, should have acknowledged, and and should have celebrated us. And as you've noticed, that's a lot of shooting all over ourselves, as I've said before in previous episodes. So the fourth reason is you really don't want to set yourself apart from everyone else. So let's say you have a big project at work. It was a team effort but you were the project lead or you were the leader on the entire team. And there is a part of you that just doesn't want to celebrate the success because you truly feel it was a team effort. That is true. And I absolutely don't want to minimize that. But you can also, you can celebrate a team success while also acknowledging your own success. And your major part in that success for your team. So, you know, there's this inner thought, like I said, number four is you don't want to set yourself apart from everyone else. And you can do both. So you don't have to, it doesn't have to be one or the other. 
which can be really liberating for people to know. So I invite you to think about how can you celebrate your own success, acknowledge yourself with your team, with your boss, but also and, and, and at home, but also how can you acknowledge your team too? The fifth reason why you probably don't celebrate is, and I already alluded to this, is that if your work was good enough and you were successful enough, someone else would surely acknowledge you. But the reality is the person that is working above you, your leader, is so busy, he or she does not always know the details of your work. And what I find is most successful women keep pretty quiet. We just get a lot of stuff done and we get it done so fast and so quickly and so efficiently and so effectively that people don't always understand what it took to get it done. They don't see the late nights you were working on it. They just see the the, the final chapter of the book and they see the finished product, but they have no idea the tireless hours that you had to work on this project. And they had no idea how hard it was for you to achieve that success. So a whole other podcast on advocating for yourself. But the fifth reason is, is that you probably don't celebrate is that you just feel like someone else should acknowledge you for your work well done. And the sixth reason why you probably don't celebrate your success is you just might not honestly know how. This might be a whole new concept for you. And you might not have realized the importance of slowing down to celebrate yourself. And so we are going to change all that. We are shifting your mindset. And you are hopefully going to walk away from this podcast episode knowing exactly what you should be celebrating, why you should be celebrating, and how you're going to be celebrating. So we're going to give you, I'm going to give you some ideas on how to do that. But I hope that these resonated for you, these six reasons why you're probably not celebrating. And what I invite you to do is to take a moment, again, pause the podcast and take a moment and really think about why you aren't celebrating. What is holding you back? And what becomes possible when you start to celebrate your successes? And that's what I'm going to transition into now is what is possible and why is it so important to celebrate? Well, we are going into another six reasons. So the first reason is it absolutely changes your psychology, your mindset, and your physiology. So when you celebrate, when you get excited, you are absolutely changing the the chemical makeup, the endorphins. You are releasing certain hormones into your body. You are completely changing the physiology of your body. And that physiology helps change the psychology. And when you are in what we call an anabolic mindset, which is that positive mindset, you start to notice, and this is the reason why they say success breeds success, is because when you are conscientious of your successes, instead of looking at all the little things that went wrong, when you are really honoring your success, you start to notice other successes. 
You start to notice those in others, which means you're giving others more recognition and support on your team. And you're also honoring and acknowledging that for yourself. So that's number one. Number two, your celebrations put you in a good light and help you attract more success. When you are up getting rewarded at work for a big success, people think you're successful. When people think you're successful, they're going to give you more meaningful, purposeful work. They're going to elevate you in the organization because they know about your success. So going back to the reason why we often don't celebrate is we don't want to kind of set ourselves apart. But setting ourselves apart and honoring and allowing ourselves to be publicly honored at work, especially, allows others to see us in a successful light. And again, that success breeds more success and helps you attract more success in your career and in your life, by the way. Number three, why it's important to celebrate is your wins can lead you to your life purpose. Now, this might sound lofty, but it is true. And the reason why is when you can stop and analyze your wins and you look at what was so inspiring me that made me go on this path to create the success for myself. When you look at that, there is something in there that can help you understand what your life purpose is. Maybe the big win that you had was being a volunteer in your community. And that was your big success for 2021. You helped people in your community. Well, when you look at that success, you can really narrow it down to your core values is, hey, that helped me feel, that helped me be in service to others. And service is really important to my core values. So therefore, I want to find other things that light me up that are in alignment with my values that I want to continue doing. And that really gets you on the path to your life purpose. So really looking at your wins and dissecting them to figure out how they align with your values puts you on the path to your life purpose if you don't already know what your life purpose is, which, by the way, a lot of people don't, and that's totally fine. This can be a way to get you there. Uh, number four is it really creates momentum and confidence and courage for future wins in your in your life. And this is so important for us. I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but so many of us believe that we must muster up all this confidence and then take action. But the truth is, is when we take action, that's how we build confidence. And when you take action, it's successful. You've built that confidence. That's when this momentum circle begins. And you really do create this momentum for future wins when you are celebrating those successes, those actions that you took that led you down a path that created the success. So number five is you learn from your experience and you isolate those success factors. So let's say you were working on a big in-depth project at work that maybe spanned over a couple of years. We had a woman in our group coaching program um, that shared one of her successes, and it spanned over the course of four, four to five years. And in her speaking about that, 
What was important to understand is looking over the past four to five years and what were the success factors that made this entire project successful? When you can isolate those and extrapolate those from the win, then you can do more of that moving forward. And obviously that goes back to number four of creating momentum for future wins. And finally, not finally, but you know, this is six of probably many reasons to celebrate. But number six on my list for today is your wins inspire others. How many of you have been inspired by someone who achieved something that was truly impossible or improbable or courageous? And that win inspired you to do something that was out of your comfort zone. And what I'll tell you is this component of people inspiring other people to win is a huge component in our Women Leading Powerfully program. Um, Our 12-week leadership lab starts in January, on January 13th. And it's one of the things that we get the most feedback from at the end of the 12 weeks is women say, I was inspired by so many of the women in the group to do things that I've never done before. I was inspired to leave a career that was just not fulfilling for me, or I was inspired to go for a job promotion that I would have never gone for before, or I was inspired to leave potentially a marriage that wasn't working for me because I I got the support. I felt the network of support in that group. I was inspired by the other strong, courageous women that were in my cohort. And I am stepping out and doing something bold and doing something courageous that I would have never felt comfortable doing before. And it's why I'm so passionate about the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab and if you're interested in checking out that program, it, you can go to www.womenleadingpowerfully.com. Again, our program starts January 13th, and it is going to be another great group. So if you want your win to inspire other women's wins, then join the group. And especially if you are looking to be inspired, the women that are in those cohorts are phenomenal and just would love to have a conversation. If you want more information about it, you can always DM me or email me at natalie at corecreationcoaching.com. So we've talked about six reasons why it's important to celebrate. And now I want to talk about how to celebrate because by now you might have listened to, okay, I, I know I wasn't celebrating. I listened to all those reasons. And now I know why it's so important to celebrate. And I'm willing and ready to put my best foot forward, but I don't know how to celebrate. I don't know what it looks like. And what I want to share is it can look any way you want it to look. So you have ultimate creativity to do whatever you want to do. And I also want to liberate you too, or empower you to know that it doesn't have to be going out and buying yourself something new. It doesn't have to be throwing yourself a big party, although it can be both of those. But I think those are things that we traditionally think about in terms of celebrating our successes. And it doesn't have to be that way. So here are some ideas that might resonate with you. First and foremost, it can be plenty 
And it can be enough to literally just honor yourself by giving yourself a pat on the back. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, just for a work success. It can be, you know what? I was really tired. All these college kids were staying at my house and I still got up for work today. Good job, Natalie. It can be simply honoring yourself for something that you did that maybe you didn't want to do. Maybe you got up today and you really didn't want to go to the gym, but you still went. Great. Celebrate your small wins. It's those small wins over a long period of time. I'll specifically use working out. When you celebrate those small little wins, those small wins add up to positive behavior changes. They add up to weight loss. They add up to a healthy lifestyle. You know, you don't just automatically get a healthy lifestyle in, in one day. It's the small wins along the way that allow us the opportunity to enjoy our lives and to create new behaviors and create new wins for ourselves and to create that that stream of positive feelings. So again, honoring yourself by speaking well and acknowledging yourself. Um, Also sharing it with people you love. Let people know. Let your close family, your friends, your colleagues know what you've accomplished and ask them to celebrate with you. You know, have you have yourself be the one that initiates the conversation of, hey, I, you know, I'd love to go out for drinks on Friday night. I I did something big at work and I would love to celebrate with the family. I'd love to celebrate with you, my girlfriend, you know, whomever you want to go out with. But let them know. Give them the opportunity to celebrate you. But the only way they're going to know is if you tell them. You know, you can also celebrate by taking a day off. Oftentimes we save up our entire year for two two weeks vacation or three weeks vacation, and we don't often take those recovery days that we need. And you know, when you when you do something, celebrate it by taking some time off, maybe a half day to yourself, maybe a full day to yourself, and take some time to really recover and reset and give yourself that time to walk in the meadow and acknowledge that you just climbed a big, big mountain. So enjoy the break. It can also be important to take a pause and take a gratitude pause and really be grateful for what you were able to achieve. If you're doing something health-wise, you know, being grateful for your body, being grateful for your new newfound strength, being grateful for the the small wins and the successes that you are practicing every day. You can also create something called a team wins report where you're celebrating with your team, especially this is helpful if you're a leader. You're keeping a log of all of your team successes. So not only does this help personally for year-end reviews so you can keep track of your successes throughout the year, But it's also a great way, like I said, if you're a leader, to celebrate your team and to acknowledge them along the way. If you're a leader and you're only sitting down with your team members once or twice a year during performance reviews to acknowledge them and to give them both positive and constructive feedback, I'm guessing you probably don't have a highly engaged team. There's numerous reports out there. There was a Harvard Business Review article that talked about 
uh, team members need six positive reinforcement messages for every constructive feedback. So think about that. Are you acknowledging your team six times as much as you're, you know, giving them constructive feedback? I think this is an area where we can all improve. I think whether we're leaders, whether we're parents, whether we're spouses, we can always be acknowledging more, 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 more. I think so many times we take things for granted that we can be acknowledging. So, you know, creating a team wins report, and you can do this at home with your family as well. You know, what have we accomplished as a family? And, and, identifying, again, not so much always what kids have accomplished, which is important too, but who they are, how they're showing up as kids can be so important to really rewarding that behavior that you want to continue seeing and that you want them to know is important to you. Acknowledging them for being a fair friend, for showing up with integrity when they're maybe their friend or they had an opportunity to cheat on a test and you really honor them and acknowledge them for you know celebrating that success that they interacted with integrity so important and and also acknowledging yourself acknowledging yourself for doing things like that showing up with integrity being committed to your values making tough decisions but that tough de- those tough decisions were aligned with your values another opportunity to celebrate is schedule a fun night out. Do something that maybe is out of your box and is out of your comfort zone and plan a really fun night out for you or your friends or your team. And finally, this might sound counterintuitive, but celebrate your losses too. I read this Thrive Global article where a woman shared that she was told once that no stands for next opportunity. I absolutely love that. And it's really epitomizes celebrating those small wins and celebrating the losses that you get that are going to lead you to the learnings that will help get you to the next opportunity. So I think about this in my own business. You know, (laughs) I mean, I started an entrepreneurial venture literally three months before a global pandemic. And when I was in the middle of it, it was tough. Holy moly. It was so tough. And what I realized now looking back is some of the no's that I got because companies weren't investing in coaching because they were trying to keep their doors open was those created the opportunity in the space for Lori and I to create so much of the foundation for our joint business together. And it allowed us to get our processes in place and our programs in place and for us to get the right resources in place to be fully staffed when business really did open up. And I am so grateful that some of those clients that we pitched said no, because otherwise it would have been craziness trying to achieve some of those foundational processes while we were in the midst of being really busy. So I think back, you know, to my entrepreneurial journey, and I'm absolutely grateful for some of those losses I had, because like I said, they they allowed me the opportunity to do other things that I needed to focus on. So celebrate the, the losses. And then of course, you know, celebrate 
all the traditional ways that you can celebrate that you hear about. Take a bath, light some candles, um, buy some champagne, book yourself a massage. Whatever you're doing, just make sure that you are taking the time to celebrate not only your success, but to celebrate who you are. We have all been through a really challenging 18 months. It has been absolutely brutal. It's been tough. There has been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of change. There has been so much that we've all had to deal with in different ways. We've all been faced with different challenges. So maybe you're having a hard time thinking of a business success. We all have something to celebrate because we have made it through a global pandemic. Granted, it's not over yet, but we have all built agility. We've built up our resilience. We've built up our compassion for ourselves, for others. We've had the opportunity to slow down, We've had the opportunity for some of us to, to pivot, to redesign and redefine our lives. And I am celebrating almost two years doing this podcast. So I am thrilled that you are here. I'm celebrating your success. And I am just celebrating you being here with me week after week. I am so, so grateful. I celebrate you. I celebrate all that you are. And I celebrate you during the holidays. I wish you the very best and wish you love and gratitude and health and happiness. And again, I celebrate you and I celebrate your success. And I can't wait for you to turn off this podcast and for you to go celebrate your success. So make me a promise that you are going to do one thing. You're going to celebrate somehow. You're going to celebrate your team. You're going to celebrate your family. And most importantly, you are going to take the time to celebrate yourself because you absolutely deserve it. You're worth it. You are enough. So go out there and celebrate yourself. I wish you all the very best and I will see you back here in two weeks. I am taking next week off for the holidays. I will see you back in a couple weeks. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Oh, 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 oh,